As millennials and Gen Zs, I often think how interesting our work has become, especially the way in which we work, how we work. We've been brought up in this time, in this technological, in this digital age where the way in which we work is so varied now. There's so many opportunities available to us that weren't available for our parents' generation, whether it be getting that side hustle off the ground or building our personal brand to support where we want to go in our careers. We are also balancing this adaptation to technology with an insatiable desire to create a career that is meaningful and authentic to us and provides that depth as much as putting food on the table, which would have been one of the main priorities of our parents' generation. And so with all of this, we find ourselves adapting and changing and creating our own change, creating our own goals and our own fulfillment through our career. A lot of these changes are planned for us. And for many of the women listening, you'll also have been through changes such as motherhood And then there is also the unplanned changes, uh, redundancy, even cutbacks in your industry. And these are the things that can be really unsettling for us. I started my architecture career back in 2008, 2009, which was a recession, a global recession. And this was an extremely volatile time and Definitely felt like for the first few years of my career, I was just holding on to my job and probably many of us experienced some of those things as well. So if you are going through a tumultuous time like that right now, please know that you are not alone and there is a lot of support out there, including some of the things that we are going to share in today's conversation that will help you to thrive in this time and be able to pick yourself up and keep going. This is a really timely conversation uh, because we find ourselves in the midst of a worldwide shutdown, especially many industries have shut down completely or they have changed the nature of the way that they work and this is due to something called COVID-19. I'm talking to you from my bedroom because a lot of my work was always from home but I'm spending a lot more time at home. I'm spending a lot more time working from home than I previously did and it's April 2020 so it will be really interesting if you're listening to this at the end of the year or early 2021 a whole year later to see how this has affected us globally and also personally and what this has meant for us in our lives. This episode today is designed to support you not just now with what we're going through with COVID-19 and these rapid changes that we are facing but also help prepare you should you face unexpected changes in the future. I wanted to bring on a guest that is practical, yet she's all calm and kindness in this time. So she is perfect, absolutely perfect. Her name is Jade Pearsall and she heads up 
Puro People as the People and Operations Coordinator located here in Newcastle, Australia. Jade brings to this conversation over eight years experience in varied industries and roles in the human resources and recruitment space. Jade and I discussed some thoughts on how you can approach applying for work in this time, what to do if you find yourself in the midst of an unexpected career change, how to explain employment gaps in your resume, how you can approach upskilling in a time like this if, for example, you find yourself out of work and you see this as an opportunity to upskill or perhaps you are still in work but you have a little bit more free time on your hands, it might be time to rethink your resume, review your LinkedIn profile and Jay gives some really great suggestions on that. We also talk about whether you should go forward with that change that you were planning in your career. Now, there are many things that you can do that might not be that bold leap that you were planning in early 2020 or at the end of 2019. But as you know, I am a big advocate of taking small steps and any action will support you to feel more courageous and more confident through these times. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Jade Pearsall. This is episode 40 of the True To You podcast. This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Jade, thank you so much for joining me this morning on the True to You podcast. Uh, it's it's a real timely and uh, exciting opportunity for us to connect and bring our experience together and especially you in the field that you're in in recruitment because uh, we are recording this during COVID-19, Rona as some people are calling it, coronavirus, I don't know, do you have another acronym for the... No, we're just we're just sticking with the technical term COVID nineteen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Straight up COVID. Okay, uh, so we're recording this uh, during this time, but I have put some questions together that are go- going to be applicable really to anybody that uh, encounters a time in their life where there is some change in their career uh, where there's perhaps a little bit of uncertainty maybe in the wider job market or within your organization or perhaps you decide that you're going to have children and maternity leave and things like that so these things that we're going to talk about today are really applicable across a number of circumstances it's just that at this present time it's it's amplified a little bit so um, yeah, thank you, Jade, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to crack it off with a question that's not related to the podcast, but related to working from home because Jade's been working from home for three weeks. You're into yep. your fourth week, Fourth correct? week, that's right. Yep. Yep. 
fourth week that might feel like a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> for some of us. <laughs> uh, tell us what is your favorite work from home outfit? So I was only just joking recently when yeah. doing a video interview with a candidate and I was like, it's all about a professional on the top and party <laughs> party on the bottom. So um, my typical um, uh, work from home attire is some form of work uh, blouse or shirt on the top. And then I've just been rocking shorts on, <laughs> shorts on the bottom because no one can see me from the waist down anymore. <laughs> yeah. And it's still very warm here in uh, the east coast of Australia, even though we're almost, uh, uh, we're well into autumn. Um, so yeah, totally get it. Comfort on the bottom means you yep. can uh, break out in a in some dance moves, you know, <laughs> if you need to. Yeah. Uh, your favourite drink that so your go to is at the moment. My winning combo. So I am I am a lover of tea. I drink mm-hmm. tea all the time. But my winning combo is actually peppermint tea and green tea together. So Ooh. you put two bags in at the one time. Yeah. Um, and I'm telling you, it's a winning combination. It's so that's how I start my day, and I drink at least two of those every day. Oh, you're pretty good. Pretty low on the caffeine there. Yeah, no, no I don't drink. I know I have never drank coffee, so um, that's that's my equivalent. <laughs> yes, uh, good for you. And uh, music while you're working. What are you oh. loving listening to? This has been honestly my saving grace because. Right. I love music um, and it always makes me happy. So, you know, these are difficult times and so I find that I'm chucking on, you know, some good music, whether that's first thing in the morning while I'm eating my lunch or just kind of while I'm working throughout the day. Um, I am a creature of habit. So um, I've got, you know, some awesome playlists kind of set up in my Spotify, but my my, uh, music taste is quite eclectic. I couldn't actually tell you probably um one style or genre that keeps me pumped up but um i i have everything spanning from um you know 90s r&b right through to um you know some really iconic aussie aussie um um musicians at the moment so what was on the playlist yesterday there was a bit of a uh, bit of mall rap bit of amy shark a lot of tones and i i am such a fan um and pretty much any of her songs i just get a massive smile on my face straight yeah. away so yeah they're um on repeat heavily at the moment amazing amazing good i love that you've got your setup dialed by the yeah. sounds of it yeah excellent uh so you are in the recruitment space and you are local to Newcastle in the Hunter region, Central Coast. However, we know that what's going on is affecting us uh, globally right now. So mm-hmm. I'm sure recruiters everywhere are facing uh, similar similar times. Yeah. Um, what is it that your team have really made an effort to prioritize at the moment for your clients and clients are being the people who would use you to recruit for them. That's how you define clients. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So what are you doing right now to support your clients through this time? Yeah, well, I think um, we've been very lucky to um, work with great clients and clients that have been very supportive um, of 
our business um, for you know the whole time that we've been around, but also you know more specifically, really supportive in this time of uncertainty. So. For us, it was really important that the level of service that they've come to um, expect from us um, was not impacted or impeded by this transition to working from home. Um, because we are a small boutique business, we have the ability to be agile and have been able to do that for some time. So we already had, um, you know, all of the technology that we needed in place, um, all of the systems and the processes in place to be able to support this transition. So it wasn't, it wasn't one that was uh, difficult to put into effect quite quickly. Um, some of the areas that we had to adapt a little bit more though were um, now suddenly considering having a temporary workforce which are our employees who are now going to be working from home where that's you know not ever really been a kind of standard function of, of um, temporary positions um, but again very grateful that our clients have been willing to keep those people on board to support them transitioning to work from home um, and so for us it's been about creating kind of additional layers of um, safety protocols and um, putting them in place so we make sure that people are really safe, um, healthy, well while they're working from home. And I think for our clients it's been um, reassuring for them to be able to see how quickly we've been able to do that, how quickly we've been able to adapt. Um, and for them hopefully they haven't really felt like we've missed a beat in terms of um, adapting to the environment that we find ourselves in now. Yeah, and that does not surprise me one bit coming from you, Jade, because <laughs> I know you're a heart-centered businesswoman and ensuring that they're still feeling calm and collected and know that you're on their team, even though, uh, like you say, you've had to do a little um, a little bit of a pivot in terms of the way their uh, people are showing up in their mm -hmm. workforce and and that would be challenging right because uh being temporary a, a temp you're not familiar with that existing company structure and and the fabric of it and and so it was always probably great if you can be in the office space because you haven't had that history or that background and yeah. like you say to now be suddenly doing all that administrative work or whatever um, type of tasks they need to be doing now from home mm. would be kind of unsettling for both sides I imagine potentially but yeah it's it, it definitely can be yeah. um, and I think again kind of testament to our clients is that um, there's a risk when you go into a temporary role that you don't necessarily always feel like part of the team, mm -hmm. you know, that you're just there to do a, you know, a, a set task or for mm -hmm. a set period of time. Um, but I think it's been quite a nice opportunity for our, our temporary staff force to feel like our clients do really value them. Um, and through that, um, appreciation of what they're contributing to their business, they've kept them on board and they've facilitated this transition. Um, and so I think in a time where for some people will be feeling less connected because you're at home and you're isolated, um, this kind of underlining message that our clients do care about them and that they do see them as part of their team and they do see them as valuable, I think 
kind of helps in times like this to give mm. you a little bit of a boost um, to morale in general, but also to make you feel appreciated. Yeah. And so the other side of that is the applicants or candidates, as I think they're known in your industry. Mm. Uh, how are you supporting them uh, through this time, especially I imagine uh, there's a lot more people out there applying yes. for work now yeah. that there's been some changes with some organizations. Uh, you know, the type of nature of your work also, I imagine that it's um, not necessarily any easier for people to do that type of work, but if they have a skill set then they might go, well, you know, I could look for some temp work in this area because I've got skills in there. So maybe, I don't know, have you found a flood of applicants at this time? Are you overwhelmed with, uh, with candidates or? Um, I think there's, there's definitely more, uh, more active candidates in the marketplace currently, mm. without mm. a doubt. Mm. Um, I think interestingly, Newcastle is already, um, uh, candidate rich in terms of um, when we when we would typically place a role, the, the calibre of candidates that we have apply, the volume of candidates that we have apply is always quite large. Mm-hmm. Um, as an example, though, we, we you know, I, I, I placed an ad yesterday. Um, we've already had, you know, 30 plus applications come through and for a, a more specialised type of role, um, Normally, I probably wouldn't have seen that much traction within the first 24 hours. Um, when we kind of start to look at the calibre of those candidates, um, what we are finding is that there are much more skilled, much more experienced people applying for roles that mm. they probably typically wouldn't have applied for a few months ago. Um, and so for us, it's, a, it's, it's important to be able to kind of balance that, um, but also ensure that candidates still have a positive experience for us even if the message needs to be, um, we understand the situation you find yourself in. We understand that you might be currently unemployed, but it's still important to think about long-term what impacts these decisions have on your career progression, what impacts these have on the type of job you find yourself in. Um, I, I'm, I'm not trying to detract from the fact that, you know, financial stability and security mm. is um, very important to people um, in general, but especially now. And so the concept of just finding any job um, uh, would resonate with lots of people at the moment. Um, but what I probably would suggest and, and the message that we're, we're sharing with our candidates is make sure it's still the right fit for you. Mm. Um uh, don't just look, take a job for a job's sake or if you are going to then deliberately pivot away from where you normally are and um, tap into some of those markets at the moment which are booming um, because, you know, they're essential to support the general function of civilization, um, mm. And that could be something like, you know, customer service or packing shelves or freight and transport and logistics, mm. those types of roles. Um, as opposed to potentially putting yourself forward for a role that you know is not going to be challenging, it's not going to be engaging, it's not going to be the right fit long term, but the financial stability and security for the moment being the main driver is making people kind of consider things a little bit differently. Mm, mm, yeah, and uh, it's you've worded that really well, I think being sensitive to that, the needs of the uh the candidates, but also the the longer term perspective as well. Mm. Because do you find with your 
candidates that they can be placed in a role that might be a contract or a short term uh, time frame, but then do many of your applicants stay on in, in their roles you know, longer term and so ensuring that they're a good fit, they that's where they want to be. <laughs> yeah, I think um, as a business, we recruit um, across temporary contract and permanent mm. um, style engagement. Mm. So I, I would see this time as a, um, is could be could present opportunity for people to go into temporary or contract roles slightly um, uh, ajar to what they would normally apply for, the types of roles that they would mm. normally do. Um, and I would say that with those types of opportunities, why not? It's for a short period of time. You know that there's a you know there's a clear end date. Yeah. Um, it keeps you busy. It keeps you know money coming in. I would say take full advantage of those opportunities, even if they're not quite the right fit for you long-term, where I would um, offer, I guess, a a slight caution would be around more the permanent recruitment Mm. um, opportunities and making sure that if you're committing to a recruitment process, then what you're actually saying is that you understand the requirements of the role, you understand the business, um, and you know that that's somewhere that you want to be at least for the next couple of years and that's why you submit an application for the role in a permanent um, in a permanent capacity. Yeah, that's that's more so where um, I'm finding uh, it a little bit more tricky to navigate, kind of identifying um, talent for permanent positions that is still relevant to the expectations of the role longer term, not just for you know the next three or six months. Yeah, so so interesting. Uh, for those women or men listening to this episode, and they might find themselves potentially out of work or in a, in the midst of an unexpected career change because of circumstances external to them, mm-hmm. uh, or like I said, it could be. Um, that they've chosen to create a change for those that are dealing with this and this little bit of uncertainty, what is one, two or three things that you think people could focus on right now to support themselves navigating this process uh, of uncertainty or of change Mm. Uh, yeah is there anything that comes to mind that you are supporting people with especially probably if they're unsuccessful applicants and you might be getting a a lot of those right now because just there's a lot of people applying yeah Um, yeah so um, I think that for people who find themselves currently out of work um, and um, I think for working mums out there this is probably um this is probably not new to them maybe if you want some advice or some guidance talk mm. to you talk to a friend that's a mum mm. that's returned to the workforce and ask her about her experience and um you know the, the techniques or strategies that she's used to secure work because um this is this will be a new experience for some people but for others like mums trying to return to the workforce after maternity leave this is uh, the same challenge that they face no matter um, what crisis the world is going through. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I would use, I would take some of the advice that I would normally um, offer to, to candidates like that. Um, the first one is 
make sure that you have a really strong toolkit available to you to use to be able to articulate and market yourself when the roles mm. that, that you're interested in become available. Mm. If you don't have a really strong resume, if you don't have a really strong cover letter, if you aren't able to articulate through those mediums um, your value, the skills that you have to offer, um, you know, the demonstrated achievements that you, you think are notable um, over the, the course of your career, then you're never going to get the cut through um, even more so now when you find yourself up against potentially, you know, 20 to 30% more people in the market actively looking for jobs than, than, you know, two or three months ago. Um, so having that, having that really strong toolkit is, is important. And it's something that no matter, you know, whether it's now or six months ago or 12 months ago, it's something that we work into the conversations that we have with candidates, even if they're not successful. Um, mm -hmm. Talk to them about their resume. Talk, you know, suggest changes that they can make. Suggest updates that they can um, that they can do to make sure that the next time they apply for a role, um, they're putting their best foot forward and their strongest foot forward because mm. they feel really comfortable and confident with that toolkit. Um, so some of the things that we've been doing for our candidates is offering them. Um, uh, free templates, free resume templates that we have created, um, offering them the opportunity to be able to do some free online skills assessments so they can determine where their skills lie or they can use really tangible data to be able to support um, when they claim that they have these skills in whether it's certain soft or hard skills. Um, so we've been offering that to candidates as well to take advantage of. Um, we do online videos as well. So we've been encouraging candidates to create a little video profile of themselves and then that way that gives them a really strong, um, uh, I guess, candidate portfolio that then we can share on their behalf with our clients. And especially in times like now, having that video is... Um, really impactful because we can get cut through quite quickly mm. um, with our clients and we can help them to make quite um, informed decisions um, without having to have that face-to-face -face interaction. Um, and that's something that we've been doing for a long time, but now more than ever, it's important that we're reiterating that message with our candidates so they know that those options are available to them and then they can utilise those options for free, especially now. Um, and, you know, Lots of people have downtime. So having a little project, having some tasks to do, um, spending some time updating your information, being creative about how you share that information. Um, there's no rules when it comes to what a resume should look like. So mm. um, I think that can be quite liberating if you, um, if you let it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's great. So if uh, I'm going to jump to one of the, good questions around uh phone and video interviews mm -hmm. you've touched on video a little bit then in terms of uh engaging with your prospective employer through video and creating a more personable approach more human approach to mm -hmm. something that's normally very digital and and heavily word uh written word based yep. uh through the video and I guess if that is successful or if they are successful generally and they get to go on to a video or a phone interview, do you have any things that uh, women need to bear in mind in terms of how you present yourself in that medium? Because I imagine is everything's probably being done by phone or video mm -hmm. now. 
Is that yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we're, we're doing all of our interviews through video interviews. Um, for us as a business, it's always been really important that we meet all of our candidates. So if mm -hmm. we ever put someone forward for a job, then our client feels very confident that we have met, we've uh, mm -hmm. interviewed, we've validated and verified that person. Um, and so... Uh, doing a video interview now allows us to kind of continue the expectation. Um, so, I mean, not everyone is comfortable doing a video. Not everyone likes to kind of see their face projected back at them on the on the computer screen uh, while they're talking to someone. Um, but now more than ever, you kind of just need to get comfortable with it. So um, the video platforms that we use, we kind of have two two stages to it. So we um, interview the person. Um, we're using uh, Zoom at the moment to do that. Um, and then we ask them to create a little video profile for themselves. Um, and so that's a little bit different. Obviously, the, the interview that we conduct is about understanding that person's uh, skills and experience, what's important to them, what they're looking for, um, being very clear about what they want. So then that way, when opportunities arise, we can um, talk to them about the ones that are most relevant mm. to them. Um, the video profile, though, we use another platform um, and our candidates get to do that from home. Um, some of the tips that we give them is obviously to be mindful of uh, what they're wearing, again, from the waist up. What's behind you? Um, make sure that, you know, if, there's, if the kids are around, maybe kind of close the door and keep them out of the room while you do the video. Um, Make sure that you're giving eye contact to the camera. Um, make sure that you're aware of, um, you know, facial expressions and those types of things. Um, but also, too, to spend some time considering how you're going to respond to the questions. So the platform we use lets them read the questions first, think about how they want to respond, and then gives mm -hmm. them the opportunity to start and stop the recording process. They can do it multiple times. They can go back to past versions and select the one that they think is going to represent them in the best possible light. So I think giving them that control over the process. Um, for, for, for lots of our candidates, the feedback has been that um, uh, we're giving them the tools to enable them to feel like they still have a role in finding a job, even though they're utilising a recruitment agency. And sometimes I think that they can feel a little bit removed from a process when they've mm. got a middleman being responsible for the communication on their behalf. Yeah, that's great. That's really, really great. And uh, so much of in person, you get to see someone's body language, mm. you get to see, like you say, eye contact, how they connect with the person uh, next to them or across the other side of the table and really giving people the opportunity to do that in a slightly different medium's really important because some people really shine also uh when they are face to face and yes. with someone don't they like yeah. they really come out of their skin or come out of and so finding ways that you can capitalize on that for them if that's mm. if that's uh a selling point for them part yeah. of their, yeah yeah i i mean technology is so wonderful and and it's it's great that we have um technology available especially in times like now to keep us connected um but i don't i don't ever feel like a video interview will ever replace the mm. the interaction that you can have with someone face to face um 
but at least what it does allow is for things to continue to move forward, for people to still feel like they can connect in some way. And I think even just having the video as opposed to a phone interview is really powerful to help people feel connected with you quickly. So for us, we, we're, not, uh, we're not doing many phone interviews unless the candidate doesn't have the option to utilise the technology mm. for, for us to connect with them. Um, as much as possible we're pushing for still the face-to-face interaction because it's just as much about them feeling connected to us as a recruiter and trusting that we are listening making sure that they feel heard and understood and making sure that they feel confident that we're going to represent them how they intend Um, and so it's it's just as much for them to interact with us face-to-face as it is for us to interact with them and get to know them better as well. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great advice. Great advice. So I guess for anyone that uh, is applying for work right now, or even in the future, what we might see is that the recruitment process does potentially shift a little bit once this uh, COVID-19 calms down a little bit and we return to so-called normality that we might Mm. find that that a lot of systems and processes do uh, remain in some capacity as we were during COVID-19. So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting, isn't it, out the the other side of this, uh, what you maintain as a recruitment agency and then what you go back to. But it obviously sounds like in-person is always better and sticking to that. Uh, as much as possible is is going to benefit everyone. So if yeah. someone is listening to this and uh, it's, it's important that you know that that's part of the process right now, mm-hmm. it may continue to be part of the process and to get comfortable if you can on video as yeah. well because unfortunately... <laughs> Now's your time. This is your going to be your starring role. Uh, <laughs> so um, that's it. Yeah, I mean, to to that end, I can. I wrote some text yesterday for um for just an expressions of interest style ad that we'll place this week for you know general candidates to have a have a place to be able to register their interest for future temporary or contract opportunities. But I made sure that in that ad, I made reference to the fact that you know, prepare yourself to have to do some online skills assessments, to have to do a video interview, to have to create a video profile. Um, I think generally people are happy to give it a go if they've had some level of warning um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, the ability to mentally prepare. We don't come across many candidates who are like, no, don't want to do it. Just, you know, every now and again, obviously you do. You have people who just are are not comfortable and they know that that will not be um, a a strong tool for them to put their best foot forward and we um, respect that wholeheartedly. Um, but generally because we uh, give people a heads up before they apply, then when they apply they get a confirmation email which reminds them again and then when we talk to them we talk them through what the experience is going to be like and then when we're interviewing them we're reiterating that, you know, this is a great opportunity for you to share a bit of what makes you you, you know, share your communication skills, um, give our clients some insight into personality and, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the things that are important for those kind of short-term, quick turnaround decisions. Um, so by the time that they actually have to sit in front of the computer and do the video, they've been warned four or five times. So hopefully it's not as scary or not as yeah. daunting because they've had plenty of time to mentally prepare themselves. Uh, 
Amazing, Jade. I really uh, respect the level of upfront work that uh, you do. And I'm sure many other recruitment mm. agencies are doing the same level of value upfront for their uh, clients and their candidates, but it's really nice to hear that uh, that you are going that extra mile to ensure that people are really well set up and supported through this process. Mm. I want to pivot a little bit, not to use a pun, but because <laughs> we're talking about careers, I guess into uh, this career change space a little bit because this is certainly the place that I play in as a coach and I guess in in terms of women applying for work uh, and like I said there's there's men that listen to this podcast as well we might find ourselves being out of work for a period of time or our work situation changing uh, in some capacity we also talked about uh, right at the beginning if uh, women go out uh, decide to go and start a family that 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 also there's a flow and effect in terms of looking at your career progression or looking mm. at the timeline of your career we might find some gaps in our resume uh, either intended gaps or unintended gaps mm-hmm. how if someone is is concerned about that and thinking right now oh, my work situation's changed how how am I going to continue with my career progression and at the same time explain this to future employers? I know that um, it's going to be pretty obvious when people look at a resume and see this year, the yes. year 2020, that yep. we're going to have some, um, we're going to have a leg to stand on, I guess, yes. as a candidate. But outside of that, if you do ever find yourself with um, being out of work, what what do you recommend to your clients in terms of being sensitive to that and explaining to future employers what that what what that's meant and how they can do that in a really positive way? Mm. Yeah. I think um, first and foremost, honesty is always the best policy. Now, um, what I would preface that with though is there is um, a professional way that you can share Mm. a message or share some commentary around why there's been a gap and then there's you know maybe giving a bit too much information or going into a little bit too much detail so what I would suggest is that um, there are a multitude of reasons why people can have gaps on their resumes or have taken breaks over the course of their career Um, I would say 99% of them are probably very valid reasons. Mm. Um, And so if you embrace those reasons and you are forthright in being able to communicate why they exist, um, one of the biggest challenges for people is sometimes when you're creating tools like your resume to be able to put yourself forward, you have this wealth of knowledge in your mind that you can draw on when you're reading the information that you're presenting and your brain just automatically fills in the gaps, right? So you don't have to make any assumptions because it's you, it's your life, it's your experience. When you send that document to someone else though who doesn't potentially have that inner dialogue to help Mm -hmm. them fill in the gaps, what happens is people make assumptions and now assumptions are created from our own experience. Um, And so what you don't want is for people to make assumptions on your behalf or start to fill in the gaps of your story with 
their own version of what they perceive to be is the truth. Um, and so what I suggest to candidates who find themselves um, in that position where they need to provide commentary around it is use your cover letter to be able to do that. Provide some commentary with the application that you're submitting. Um, so no one needs to make assumptions. So you have full control over the narrative of that story um, and you can create the narrative in the way that you see as most appropriate or most fitting, depending on what your circumstance was. Um, as I said before, you know, there, there might be um, reasons why some people have found themselves out of a job which might not necessarily be a positive <laughs> thing to talk mm. about. Um, and I would suggest that for people in those situations, you're going to know best what's appropriate to say or not um what i don't suggest is don't lie don't try and fabricate a story that isn't um you know isn't what took place try and be as authentic as you possibly can because as a recruiter we know when people are kind of trying to pull the wool over our eyes or if they start to give some um reasoning or justification why they left the past role but it doesn't quite add up or the dates that they're kind of verbalising to you in a conversation contradict what's on a resume. So what I would say is it's easier just to tell the truth. Um, it's easier to not have to remember a lie um, and you're going to have a much more authentic interaction with someone. Um, but also be bold enough to provide some commentary in your application from the get-go and then in an interview you can provide a lot more information or detail if required but at least you've given it a, a, a brief overview in terms of the reason or justification as to why there's been a gap or why you've taken a break or why you've shifted career paths or whatever it might be. Mm, and that's great I love that you have articulated that in in a really clear uh, but meaningful way because I know that is potentially something that's on people's minds at the moment. What if mm. my situation changes and this is what I've, the goals that I've been working towards and, you know, all a lot of it's yeah. just fear, isn't it, right? Yeah. You know, kind of go to worst case scenario, but the way that you've explained that is really kind and really clear and meaningful and, and uh, that if you if you put it that way it should come across that way as well yeah. yeah i think i think generally for those people who have been affected so far by the situation and the circumstances that we find ourselves in now i am so sympathetic to people in that situation because mm. not only are we all experiencing a time of uncertainty and you know every day kind of you're not quite sure what the news is going to say or what the message is going to be next or what um actions our government's going to roll out in terms of trying to minimise harm and risk to the general population. But if if you find yourself in a position where you haven't um, been able to keep your role, I don't think that in the future anyone should perceive that to be as a result of your performance or your ability to mm. be able to do the job well. And I would hope that collectively as a society there is, um, we, we lead with, sympathy and understanding for people who find themselves in those positions in another three or six months time when you know we're bouncing back to whatever the new normal looks like um yeah i would hope that recruiters out there hr teams out there are very sympathetic to those gaps that are going to form on some people's resumes um and that collectively will default to 
oh, let's do everything we can to try and help this person find some normal normality again, find some stability mm. again, rather than see it as a perceived, oh, well, they must have been a crappy employee and that's why yeah. they got the boot. You know, that's just not for the majority of people who find themselves in that position. They're, mm. you know, they're, they're good, hardworking people. They just unfortunately have found themselves working in industries that have had to shut down. Mm, mm, yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. For those that are before this time, okay, so I guess we're, we are talking about a lot of this podcast episode contextually. Mm. Um, and so I'm sure that these times are through our working life, you and I, Jade, over the next however long that is for us. That yeah, a long time. This is, uh, yeah, this is probably not the first time we're going to face uh, some sort of global change mm. uh, that might affect the job market. And I guess uh, being in the work as a coach of supporting through, people through pivots in their career, um, perhaps it's even building something on the side that becomes their full-time career. There might be a lot of us thinking right now, oh, I can't even pursue that change because I need the security or mm. uh, I can't look to pivot into that different industry because, um, you know, I need to just keep my job right now. Yep. But for those that, that have those career goals and they want to work towards them, uh rather than just just focusing on it being a time of security and uh solely worrying about that how can we start to think about these changes we want to make maybe that looks like upskilling mm -hmm. at this time maybe you don't make the big leap yet but you look at ways that you can utilize what time you do have to uh, start that process and such that when we we do have uh, we do come back to normal you can actually act on that because mm -hmm. you haven't just been thinking about it yeah. is there anything that you're you would suggest to people you might not specifically uh, support people with changes but just generally as a recruiter and seeing lot so much movement um, and people wanting to make change. I'm mm. sure you've got some thoughts on this and how people can navigate this when mm. there's uncertainty, I guess, and craving security, but they also crave change at the yeah. same time. Yeah. 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 I, I think um, in terms of the way that I would approach it, um, uh, first and foremost would be around kind of risk mitigation. You know, what what are my what are my main motivators for the time that I find myself in now? What are the things that are important to me? And let's make sure that we hold on to those. Yeah. Where's yeah. the areas that I'm a little bit more comfortable with being a little bit more vulnerable or being a little bit more flexible in in the way that I'll think and. Um, um, that's kind of the area that I would suggest that you should mm. take the opportunity, which is, you know, time, right? We all have mm. lots more time on our hands now. And that's often something that many of us um, uh, claim to have not enough of mm. normally. Mm. So what I would say is hold true to the things that are going to make you feel stable and secure, because for now that's really important. Mm. Um, but you have time available and whether that is upskilling and upskilling is, is, um, you know, a great use of this time, 
But also what I would suggest is come back to the main motivator that began your thought process around kind of why you want to make a pivot, why you don't want to stay where you were and why you want to move forward Mm. to something new or something different. Use those motivators to kind of keep you engaged and keep you moving forward. And even if that's tiny little steps, but what my hope is is that after um, all of this is, you know, this time has passed and we transition into whatever the new normal looks like, my hope is that there will be a lot of employers out there who will look very differently around how their business model works, how mm. they engage with employees, the flexibilities that they offer employees, because what this time will allow is for people to show that they can be efficient and effective um, in very different mediums and forms than what they've ever been given the opportunity to do before. Um, what I would say for people who want to make a move or a pivot or a transition into another area is use this time to really research and find the organisations that are looking after their people now, find the, find the organisations that are doing really great things now, and then think about how your skills in a really creative way might be able to help them now or in three mm. or in six months' time and start to craft, um, you know, direct messages that you can send to those organisations because in three six months time you're going to be on the front foot then because you'll have Mm. built those connections now you'll have built those relationships now through video through phone through email which is the only means of which we all have to communicate currently and then when those employers are in a position where they're ramping back up or they're bringing people back on board um you're going to put yourself in in a much better position to get cut through when there is going to be so much competition um generally speaking, across the board, across many different industries mm. from candidates um, and having developed those relationships now. Whoops. <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> um, you know, having used the time now to leverage those relationships in a creative way, you have to be thinking about what are the problems that those businesses are currently facing and what are the solutions that you are suggesting that you can offer. Um, I think now more than ever is the time to get creative in the way that you do that. Um, because I think on the flip side, I think businesses will be very open to considering candidates that look very different to what they otherwise would have um, profiled before all of this. Yeah, that's, I love that advice. I'm so on board with that, Jade. Mm. <laughs> uh, so thank you for sharing that because I know that is also um you know, I think taking what I loved about that actually specifically is that you're also saying to people, Hey, uh, you might've been caught up and wanting to make this change before and the momentum of that. And now suddenly feeling like that might be on hold, but also come back to your why Mm. and do that foundational work in terms of understanding the bigger picture, you know, and what are your long-term goals? You've got the space to do that. So many of us uh, want to make a change without understanding why they're making the change. And you can use this time right now. We're also, I'm finding I'm having a lot more conversations with my husband, with family members about really what matters in terms mm-hmm. of life and yep. work. And uh, is this a catalyst also for us to reconsider what that looks like and then mm-hmm. maybe action some uh, goals that uh, 
uh, we were kind of put on the shelf, but now it's like, well, like what, what better time have we got to think about these things? And so if you're, if you're fortunate that uh, you have that space, you can mm. use it in these ways, engage in some really great conversations with people. Uh, it may even mean uh, engaging with someone that can support you through that process as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. And because other people yeah. have time um, and other people in your network are looking for every opportunity to connect and to talk and, yes. um, you know, uh, Sometimes I think, and I'm guilty of this, um, especially as women, we're, we're not overly great at asking for help. We very much, well, I know I'm not. I'm very much a, I'm independent. I'll figure this out. I'll work it out. I'll find a solution. Um, but sometimes I need to remind myself um, that I have just the most fabulous women in my network. Um, and if I don't ever ask for help, then what opportunity am I giving them to feel like they get to contribute, you know, to the fabric that makes me, me. Um, mm. And so now more than ever, um, take advantage of your network, use this as an opportunity to connect with them, use this opportunity to give them something else to think about um, and to make them feel good because they feel like they're helping someone that they love or they care about. Um, yeah, I, I really strongly suggest it, you know, think about those people in your network who could help you, even if it's just spitballing an idea, even if it's someone who works in the industry you're thinking about getting into mm -hmm. and you just want to brainstorm what that looks like or the challenges that they're finding they're facing in their role or their business is facing at the moment and use that information to your advantage. Yes, yes, 100%. So last question I wanted to uh move into i guess off the back of what you're saying in terms of connection that's one aspect that's really important that we maintain that and mm. especially for job seekers i imagine that um this time could feel a little bit unsettling and so if you've got a good support network around you really rely on that and reach out to those people mm -hmm. in terms of maintaining focus and maintaining your well-being in this time and you yep. might even say there's things that you're doing specifically that's helping you now that you're working from home even though this is like your dream <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I was just on the phone to one of our more extroverted friends and she is uh, struggling and then yes. And then uh, she said, oh, but Jade would absolutely be loving this time. <laughs> but for those of us that are feeling this sense of chaos and there's a lot, lot going mm. on. There's a lot we're having to think about. Um, what could you suggest to, to do to support ourselves in this time? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me personally, um, keeping a, some sense of routine has mm. been really important. Um, do you mind sharing a little bit about what you're Yeah, writing? sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so, um, uh, fantastic initiative from one of the suppliers that we use for our recruitment database um through all of this started uh two and a half weeks ago a breakfast club yeah. so 8 30 every morning i jump on a webinar with other recruitment professionals spread across the world um they 
you know, have a different speaker each morning who delivers some kind of message around technology that might be really useful at this time. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a nice way, one, to feel connected with people who you otherwise wouldn't, um, two, to get kind of the creative juices flowing, thinking about, you know, how that technology might be able to feed into your business or even if it's not quite the right fit, what are some of the ideas that you can take from that? So every morning, 8.30, I'm on a webinar and that's kind of the beginning of my work day. Um, from there, then we have a team meeting at 10 o'clock and we, you know, do that through video conferencing. Um, we spend an hour kind of talking about work, talking about the jobs we're recruiting, but generally just kind of having a chat as well. Mm. Um, then I've been dedicating um, actual time to taking a lunch break, which I'm very guilty of like never doing normally. Right. Um, so I think for that kind of give yourself the opportunity to take a break, to go sit outside, to sit in the sun, to eat some good food um, and then know that the afternoon you're going to come back and kind of achieve some form of, of work. Now, for me, sometimes that's, um, you know, actual recruitment work, but also I'm using this opportunity to investigate different ways to automate parts of our business, to streamline parts of our business, um, you know, thinking about um, ways that you can collaborate with people that you know, like, you know, doing this podcast, giving mm -hmm. you something to look forward to. Um, all of those things are really important. But then also making sure that you switch off because this working from home can um, kind of create the trap of you never quite switch off from work because you're just always at home and so you're always thinking about it and running a business I know in particular I could just stay in work mode um all day every day so making sure that at five o'clock I actually go okay now my day is done I turn my computer off I don't read my emails I don't you know I and that's hard. That's, mm. that's hard sometimes. But I think being able to differentiate between the two mindsets and then, you know, cook dinner, spend time with my husband and the dog and we go for a walk and all of those types of things. So having this balance of you still have work to do, giving your, uh, yourself some time for some creativity um, in business or, or in the workplace, but then also doing something that keeps your body moving, interact with your loved ones, um, mm. and have some downtime as well. I think that's that's the way that I'm keeping sane. And I've actually noticed that on the weekends, um, not having that structure feels a little bit odd because I'm not quite sure what to do, <laughs> what yeah. to do with all of my time on Saturdays and Sundays. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be much bigger by the time all this is done because I've been spending a lot of my weekends baking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite thing to bake at the moment? Uh, at the moment it's banana bread because Ooh. every week, every week my husband goes and buys a bunch of bananas and then doesn't eat them and so then I'm left with these, you know, rotten bananas by the end of the oh, week. Oh, yum. So, yeah, dangerously good. Yeah. <laughs> well... I think we'll leave it on that note on the banana bread nice. and uh, <laughs> people will now be running out to go and buy bananas or, or some banana bread from the local cafe takeaway because takeaway yeah. is still an option. Yeah, support <laughs> as much as possible. Uh, you know, there's been a couple of days where my husband and I still kind of um, – drive it you know places we would normally have got lunch from while we're mm. at work we're still kind of driving in grabbing takeaway coming back home um 
it gives you a reason to go for a drive for 15, yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes. But yeah. also, you, you know, it makes you feel a bit better because you're supporting local businesses and um, keeping keeping some of the routine that you had when you were going to work each day. Um, yeah, I think is good. So good. So much value as always, Jade. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And no, um, so thank you. Thank you for having me. It was something to look forward to for this week. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, I always enjoy our time, Ruby. Yes. Yes. And if people want to get in touch with you, uh, where are you based what's the best way to connect with you and uh, you know, if there's a social media that you like to hang out on that, you know, Mm -hmm. people might be able to connect with you through, let us know. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, where, you know, we have all of the the typical social media platforms. What I would suggest though, is if people want to reach out, just um, you can jump on our website on Instagram, um, give me a call. My number's on there. Um, our office phone is currently diverted to my mobile. So if you just want to have a chat, please feel free. Um, the interactions that we're having with people at the moment, um, they don't they don't have to be, oh, yes, you're actively looking for a job right now and that's the only reason you can come and talk to me. If you're just unsure on how to get started on a resume, if you just want access to some free tools, um, even if you never want to register with me as a candidate or you never, you know, at this point in time, if there is any way that I can be helpful, I'm, I'm all for it. Great. And what I'll make sure I do is get some of those links and I'll put the, put those in the show notes for this episode as Perfect. well. So if people want to jump straight onto those links, they can and, uh, yeah, and in any Instagram posts as well, I might link out to those too so cool. that uh, we can really support our community uh, through this time and, and ongoing as well because, as we said earlier, this may result in some sustained changes in terms mm. of the way that we apply for work and the way that we recruit and things. So it will be very interesting, won't it? It will. And, I, you know, it you can you can look at change with apprehension or you can look at change with um you know uh, gusto and i i'm very much a fan of change is inevitable so take it head on and make the absolute most of it that you possibly can and i think this is this is a time when that is more true than ever great perfect words to end on thank you jade for this <laughs> no problem. conversation thanks so much ruby girlfriend podcasts are incredible aren't they but of course as you probably know the real magic happens when you take those concepts you've learned and apply them directly to your life through daily action if you're yearning to find more meaning in your work then I want to invite you to take that daily action by joining me in my one-on-one mentoring program the unstoppable woman To find out more, head to rubymarsh.com slash private mentoring. I cannot wait to take the journey with you.